Hey, good afternoon, Top 10 Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top 10 Rivalry, and I've got a team that we've talked about a little bit, but two new guests in the clubhouse. I'm very excited about this. This is a, a son, uh, I'm sorry, a father and a daughter, and we're going to have a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun talking beforehand. I have no idea how this is going to play out, but I'm, I know I'm going to get some laughs in. I'm excited about this. So Matt and Megan, welcome to the Top 10 Rivalry Clubhouse. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having Happy us. To be here. Happy yeah, to be here. we're excited. This is going to be so much fun. So so I can see this, but those of uh, the top end followers that are driving to work right now, they're not going to see it. They're just listening to it. So I got to assume you guys are what, Braves fans or Phillies fans? What what teams are your team? <laughs> we are New York Mets fans. Oh, New York Mets fans. I like how you had to throw in two top rivals. I know, that was, right? That was, that was right? smooth. That okay. was smooth. Great that was triggering. <laughs> so everybody, if you guys could see this, Sarah's in a Mets tank top and, and Matt's wearing a, a Mets uh, Daryl strawberry jersey. So I had to have fun with it, you guys. I mean, Megan, why not? Megan. Megan. Uh, I, I, what? Okay. Uh, sorry. I thought I said Megan. My bad. Boy, already. And we're only like two minutes into this. It was Sarah. But if I mean, if I need to be Sarah for... I am so sorry. I know another Mets fan that's Sarah. Oh, you're totally fine. You're totally fine. I'm brutal. Okay, so we'll try not to mess up names anymore. Just don't call me Fred, right? Um, That'll be fine. So, Matt, the next question is going to come to you. How did you become a Mets fan? Well, I was a I'm an OG Mets fan because uh, the Mets came in the league in in 1962. Okay. I was born in 56, so I'm five and a half. Well, I'm three months short of turning six in, in when the Mets played their first game. So my, my, it goes back to my family. So my mom was from Brooklyn and a Brooklyn Dodger fan. My dad was from Queens and a New York Giants fan. Th- those two teams were obviously rivalries. The only thing they had in common was they both hated the Yankees. So when the Mets, the Mets, I mean, the Dodgers and the Giants, they both left uh, New York in 57. So there was no New York team outside of the Yankees between 57 and 62. So when the Mets came in, it was one thing my parents could agree upon was that they're going to be Mets fans. And they're going to they're going to make all their kids, which was six of us, be Mets fans, too, because none of us could be Yankee fans. Yeah, there's no choice. And what a lot of people don't know is um, the Mets colors, uh, knowing that they were replacing the Giants and the Dodgers, the Mets colors are Dodger blue and New York Giants orange. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was a natural thing when they came in that that I would be a fan. So um, I remember watching the first game at Shea Stadium. Uh, Actually, the first game was at the Polo Grounds. A lot of people don't know that. Shea Stadium wasn't built till 63. So the first year the Mets played in the old New York Giants Stadium, the Polo Grounds in Manhattan. So anyway, it was televised. I'm watching from Long Island. And um, they're introducing all the Mets are walking around the uh, the uh, warning track and being introduced one by one. And Mr. Met and Mrs. Met were out there. And they're playing that song, the theme song, Meet the Mets. And uh, so, I mean, I was just hooked. You know, I'm not even six and I'm just staring at the TV. 
you're in at that point right from that point on i was just diehard you know and they lost like 120 games that year (laughs) it's a record still you know i think it's impossible for a team to lose that many games in this day and age you know you could play with six guys out there and still probably win you know 60 games you know ask the oakland a's they're trying to get to that record (laughs) i am Matt, I'm so grateful that you brought up the colors because most people don't know that. Yeah. That's one of my favorite facts about the Mets. It's so cool. Yeah. It's funny, too, because, Matt, if you notice, and I'm showing my wife pictures of this, um, City Field is kind of a kind of a an homage to Ebbets Field. And the facade when you enter is Ebbets Field. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I love the history. when we're offline, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something, but I, I just love the fact that you have that history because most of us haven't experienced that. I, I was born in the seventies and the Dodgers were already here. And the last time I was in the city, my taxi cab took us the direct route. This is before Uber and Lyft took us the direct route from JFK through Flatbush to get to Battery Park. Right. And and I knew what he was doing when we got onto Flatbush because I knew that's where the Dodgers used to play. But I right. saw a big sign that said, bring our Dodgers home. And I got frustrated. I'm like, what do you mean your Dodgers? They're my Dodgers. They're <laughs> L.A. Like, I was ready to get out and walk. But then I realized I'm in Brooklyn. I'm not walking anywhere. Right, wow. right. So, Man, for someone who's not a Mets fan, it's really interesting that you know that about their colors and, mm-hmm. like, the outside of the stadium. That's really – I mean, yeah, you're you're a baseball fan all right. I, I love baseball. I, you know, when the Dodgers were in the World Series in, in 2017, I explained to my wife, I said, go do whatever you do. This is the time that the games are on. And she started asking me questions during the game. And I'm like, uh, uh, whatever, whatever. And she goes, I'm going to go out and spend $40,000. I'm like, go knock yourself out. <laughs> and then at a commercial, I realized what I had said. And she said, do you, um, she said, you know, do you love me more than the Dodgers? And I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> I've known the Dodgers more longer. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to think of smart answers to say, right? Doghouse. <laughs> it was doghouse that night. So, yeah. but it was great. So Sarah, uh, Sarah, I'm sorry, Megan, doggone it. Um, Megan, did you become a uh, Mets fan through dad or did, did that become you? Was that you? Yeah. So I, um, I was, born and raised in Austin. So I've never lived in New York. Um, But growing up, um, my dad and I are very similar in the sense that we're competitive. And I've just always naturally liked sports. But also, um, my dad worked in the evening. So by the time he got home, I wanted to hang out with my dad. And so I was willing to do whatever he wanted to do just to hang out with him. So we'd stay up and I'd just watch whatever he was watching. And a lot of times that was sports. And a lot of times that was the Mets. So we'd stay up and eat popcorn and, and hang out. And that was my time to hang out with my dad. And so naturally, because I'm just competitive by nature and a sports fan and was raised that way, I, um, got super into it. And yeah, so I've just, there was never any question, despite being raised in Texas, there was never any question of, of what team was going to be my team. And so, yeah, naturally I'm, I'm a Mets fan. 
and every every time the Mets have come to Houston since I moved to Texas in '82, I've gone and seen them. Um, so when she was probably by seven, I don't know how old yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. first game at Houston when when the Mets came, uh, I, we started going to the games. So. Right. So that just became a a thing that we would do every time the Mets are in Houston, we go see them. See, and I that's my favorite question, Megan, to ask everybody because. It reminds me why baseball is America's favorite pastime, because what you're getting from your dad is unreplaceable. Right. And you'll be able to pass it down generation to generation to generation because of his history. Right. And so that's what that's what excites me about baseball. I I could care less about the nine hundred million dollar, you know, 45 year contracts that these guys are getting now. But what you just heard from your dad and what your dad just said is absolutely unreplaceable and that's totally. awesome i mean so. yeah it's like the definition i mean the it's the most authentic you can get as a mets fan it's super cool and so i've heard you know countless stories about him growing up and you know how his love for the sport and everything surrounding it and being a new york native and all of that so yeah it's super cool it's not like i just you know threw a dart at um, you know, a board and, and picked a team like our love for the Mets, you know, runs deep and it's, yeah, comes from a super authentic place. Matt, I'm sending her a Phillies jersey after this is over. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, I've got some lighter fluid here. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got over being sick. Let's not, let's not make me sick. <laughs> She's like, I got a dartboard in the living room. It's okay. I don't want to do with the jersey. We're good. This is great. All right. So Megan, I'm going to ask you the next question. Favorite player. And it doesn't have to be a Met, but favorite current player and favorite player of all time. And then Matt, I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, okay. So it's funny. We were talking about this the other day. Um, I, I'm going to have to say current player is probably Pete Alonzo. I've got to go with the polar bear. I just, I really enjoy watching him play. I, oh no, oh no. And I, I just love him. I, I feel like you can see how much heart he has uh -huh. playing and he's got personality and I just love him on and off the field. I feel like he's a good dude and he plays hard. He freaking loves his team. He loves being a Met, you know, and he rallies for them. And and I love him. I really do. Matt, I'm laughing because laughing. I'm laughing because every Mets fan that I talk to that's male, they've always got somebody. Female, always Pete Alonzo. <laughs> like you I should just say, okay, Pete Alonzo is your favorite player. Okay, next, moving on. Yeah. Every female <laughs> Mets fan. And it's always the same thing, always good on the field and off the field. Let me guess. It doesn't hurt that he looks good in a jersey, that he's all buffed up, right? Maybe. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Big facts. Okay, Sarah, who's your favorite player? Sarah? Sarah, too? Sarah, let's, Sarah, bring, Polar let's, Bear? Bring, let's bring our girl Sarah into it. Her, too, did she respond that way? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, Megan, who's your favorite player all time? All time. Another, man. I'm going to have to go strawberry and it's because recently we actually went down a wormhole and we're watching some old documentaries and my dad was really schooling me on the history 
of the Mets and like okay. when they were at their peak and when they were just dominating. And um, I, I feel like that team wouldn't have been who they were without him. And so he's, he's got to be. I, I can't imagine saying anyone else. It's true. Okay, Matt, you, current favorite player. And if you say Pete Alonso, please don't tell me it's because he looks good in a jersey. He's not. He's not going to say Pete Alonso, but I mean, it's really Pete Alonso. No, uh, it's not. It's not. He even told me the other day, uh-huh. man, it, it might not even be a Met. I was like, no way you can say that, Dad. Nah, all time won't be a Met. But uh, current, it's Brandon Nimmo, like hands down. Uh, I was just happy when they gave him that contract. You me know, yeah, too. he finally got paid. Me you know, too. Oh and my he gosh! Because I mean, here's a kid that comes from Wyoming. The coolest he didn't story. Even have a high school baseball team at his school. You know, had to drive into Colorado to play. Blah blah blah. And and yep. you no, know, it was a fluke that he got scouted by. It was a Met older Met scout that was in like his last year that actually went to scout somebody else and saw Brandon Nimmo and liked him, and he ended up being a first round draft pick. That's a fluke, but there's tons of first round draft picks that don't make it. Right. Um, And if you were betting, you'd say, well, he's going to be a first round draft pick. That was a mistake and he's never going to make it, you know, Um, (laughs) but here he is. Right. Like you said, he signed a big contract now. So, I mean, bottom line is this guy, he just loves the game. You can see it on his face. He draws a walk and sprints to first base. Who's done that since Pete Rose? You know, nobody's done that since Pete Rose. Yeah. Talk you about know, I was excited that Uncle Steve gave him that extension, right? Because Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve. <laughs> because he, because it showed that Mets have loyalty, and like you just said, when he sprints to, so Brandon Nimmo, he reminds me of Dustin Pedroia a lot. Okay, where these guys just—they weren't the biggest guys on the field, yeah. but they played really really hard and you never heard about them on off the field doing bad things they just came they laced them up every day and they were great athletes yeah yeah and so i that was my favorite contract of all the offseason because it showed loyalty totally i heard he's been putting in him and lindor have been putting in crazy hours this offseason good yeah so i they were like highlighting Lindor, but they said an, another one that they're seeing a lot is Nimmo. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I feel like he would have been doing that <laughs> even had he not gotten that contract, but yeah, he is. And, and that's another guy who really just loves being a Met. I was so happy to see that contract. That was a great contract. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Matt favorite all-time player. All times Willie Mays. Nice. Hands down. Say, Hey kid. Ended up New Yorker. That was kind of fun, you know. You know, he finished his career with the Mets. But um, you know, it's another guy, just you know, five tools, you know, like you know, all all, and he's another guy that's played with a smile on his face, you know. Um, played through hard times. Well, you know, back then they didn't make any money, you know. So um, you know, he finally did by the end of his career, but you know, and that catch, the catch and throw. You know, I mean, nobody will ever forget it. Yeah, all time best plays in baseball, one of them, you know. So, Megan, imagine this for a second. Imagine, and this was back in the Willie Mays days. Imagine if you're sitting in your living room, getting ready to make dinner, and you get a knock on the door, and it's Pete Alonzo trying to sell you a refrigerator or shoes or whatever. Matt, you know where I'm going with this, right? 
because these guys had to work me out. Imagine if Pete shows up, you're buying two of whatever he's selling, right? And that's what Jackie Robinson had to do. That's what Willie Mays had to do. All these guys in New York. I mean, imagine that. He just knocks on your door. You'd be like, ah, Kevin, perfect. Come on in, Pete. What are you selling yeah, me? Two, two or three. I mean, if it's Pete Alonzo, I'm buying at least five. <laughs> <laughs> oh we we, we got down a rabbit hole here <laughs> this is awesome all right so man i'm going to ask you the next question ballparks that you visited so they could be still standing they they don't have to be still standing but tell me the places you've been to megan get yourself ready i'm going to ask you the same question all right well shay numerous times and obviously that's gone yeah i haven't been to city field i think we're going to do that this summer um yeah been to uh minute made many times um since it's been built like i said every year the mets come so before that it was the astrodome which was mm -hmm. is not that that's still there astrodome still stands yeah they do like conventions and stuff in there in a limited limited amount but it's still there so the astrodome which was like what did they call it the eighth wonder of the world when it was built yep yep Yep. So um, that was very unique. Um, not a great, not a great baseball Ball experience, yeah. you know, but when the Mets were in there, I enjoyed it. So um, those two stadiums in Houston, Arlington. So the old Texas Rangers stadium, which still which stands Which is also too. still there. It's yeah. right. It's adjacent to the new one, which has a dome, which was like, I don't know why it took so long for the Texas Rangers to have a dome stadium, but you know, the word's always been at Arlington, you know, it gets so hot in the summer, even with the great Ranger teams that they did have, the players would get worn out by the end of the year because you're sitting there in, you know, 100-degree heat at mm -hmm. 8 o'clock at, at the start of the game, you know. It's still 95, yeah, 100, 102, you know. So it, it wears you out a little bit. So um, that was always a concern and always talked about. So finally they, you know, they have a dome stadium. Um, and then Wrigley, um, nice. so Rick and the beautiful, beautiful thing about my experience at Wrigley was it was the 86 season. So Ooh. that was the season that yeah. the Mets won the world series. Yes. And that's why we went me and my brother that was living in New York. I was working for the Hyatt at the time as a cook and got like 10 rooms a night free, you know, at any Hyatt. So we collaborated and decided, Hey, we got to see the Mets together. Let's meet in Chicago. I'll get free rooms. Um, we'll see the three game series. So that's what we did. It was like in July. And, um, uh, it was, it was, that was one of that the better so cool. sports experiences of my life. And awesome. uh, I think they swept, they swept the series and they went on to win the world series. That's obviously. iconic. Um, so yeah. And it's a classic stadium, you know, and it was, it was good. Um, you never been to Fenway? No, I never been to Fenway. Okay. My brother, Chris has been there, but, uh, the, um, I've been telling everybody, so every Astro fan that I interview, they tell me the same thing. Apparently, the Astrodome can't house baseball right now because the second and third decks need to be kind of reinforced or something like that. It's They haven't kept the maintenance on it. I told them, I said, somebody needs to lobby the city of Houston to go to MLB and say, hey, help us redo this, and then we'll play 12 games or 15 games a season in the Dome. Like, how awesome would that be to bring back that history since it's still standing? That, right? would, be, that would be. That would be. That would be. I mean, 
You heard it here. If it ever happens, you heard it here, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, another interesting thing about the Astros, right? Before the Astrodome, they played at Colt 45 Stadium, mm -hmm. right? Um, that stadium was collapsible and movable. Wow. Yeah, Google that. Because I, I did kind of recently uh, because I just wanted to – I was thinking that the Astros' first year might not have been in the Astrodome like the Mets. And they came into the league the same year as the Mets. And um, so I, I read about it. It actually moved at least two times after the Astros played there. It, with other teams, I think minor league teams had played there, maybe a college team. But, yeah, it was able to be deconstructed and reconstructed. That's wild. Yeah, I've never That's even amazing. heard of it. Yeah. That's amazing for that time frame. That is absolutely amazing. Um, I knew they were the Colt 45s because Joe Morgan started his career as a Colt 45. Wow. Another but, one of my all-time favorites right there, Joe Morgan. You I know his nickname, right? What's that? You know his nickname, right? Yeah. Yeah. The toy I, can. Megan doesn't know. I didn't know that. The, the toy can. Because yeah. he's a little guy. He's like 5'8". Yeah, he, he always with his power. elbow. Oh, wow. power. Yeah. And that elbow, he flapped his elbow. He's left-handed hit him. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was a good – I love that guy. Megan, go, go on YouTube and watch one of his at-bats. It'll drive you insane because of that elbow just is so – it just is – you can't focus on anything but his elbow. And you're thinking, <laughs> is this guy going to ever hit this baseball? <laughs> and he hit 300 every season. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So Spray, that, Sprayed the ball around with power. Yeah. That's another thing I love about baseball, though. And at baseball, like athletes in general, as baseball – baseball players is that they all have their own personal quirks and styles yeah. and it's so fun to watch yeah very like, yeah i i absolutely I, every time we watch a game like i'm commenting on different guys and like their weird quirks and i love it it's it's very cool it is yeah. it it's is worth, it's worth noting i'll just plug this right here um diaz right before he comes out you know he takes his hat off he throws up a prayer and bam those trumpets flare Woo i know i i was <laughs> wondering it. if you guys were going to get him back too i was worried that you weren't yeah how yeah. could we not yeah, yeah i was i was that's someone i was i'm like we can't lose him so yeah that's uncle, that's, a, that's uncle stevie again threw yeah. some money that, at it man he's just making it rain in new york there you go Okay, so Megan, where have you visited? What ballparks have you been to? So I haven't been to any games outside of Texas. So I went okay. to the original ballpark for the Rangers in Arlington. Okay. I have not been to the new one. I've only been to the original one. Um, and I've been to the Astrodome and to Minute Maid. Okay. Yes. Nice. Okay, so let me ask you guys, Megan, we'll start with you and then Matt will go to you. this one. So I'm going to flip the script a little bit on this question. So let's just assume that you had a month off. Money wasn't an issue. Okay. But you can only visit five ballparks that you haven't been to. Megan, where are you going to go? And then, Matt, I'm going to ask you the same question. So which five ballparks, Megan, are you going to go to? Why? That you. That's that a you... generous amount. Okay. Well, okay. so I've got to hit the, I've got to hit the, you know, obviously City Park, right? I Correct. haven't been. You got to get City Field. Uh, we're we're gonna city put field. you on first baseline you can yell at pete get arrested it's all good okay good all right yeah. so we got that we got that wrigley and fenway 
Like I mean, iconic. Probably, man, I I might have to go to Philadelphia. Check that out. (laughs) During a Mets game, during a Mets game, you know. Can we cut? See, see that there, Dad? Stop! I have to. I have to go. You want to? You want to get in a rumble? I know. I, that's what it is. I, I want to rumble, right? <laughs> like, I'm too competitive. I want to talk some smack, you know. Awesome. Um, and then, and then probably L.A. Probably the no. Dodgers, you know. You I, right? These are huge rivalries for the Mets, and it's like I want to check them out and then hit those other two classics. So come out anytime. Let me know when you're yeah. coming. You know, I always have, Matt, it's funny that you said, what? When she said Philadelphia. I have to tell you, my frustration with Philly, and it just happened this year. I don't know why it happened, but it seems like every Sunday night game is either the Yankees and Red Sox or something like that. Well, a couple of times this year, we had the Philadelphia Phillies at home. And every single freaking time I turned on the game, they were cooking those yummy cheesesteaks. And it was right after dinner. And I'm full, and I'm looking at these cheesesteaks going, well, well, maybe. Oh, I'm hungry again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the refrigerator. Like, what can I make as a cheesesteak? <laughs> I feel like <clears throat> just the fans there and, like, that's – I feel like it would be savage. It's, like, worth going to. I got to check it out. And, and <clears throat> another big one I didn't mention that it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself six because you said money was not an issue. All right? Okay. So six. Colorado, the Rockies. Yeah, like I hear that, it's gorgeous that, ballpark. Yes, that might be number two on my list. Like I'd go city, I'd go city field, Colorado, Wrigley, Fenway, and then Phillies Dodgers. You know, it's just that rivalry, and gotta check them out. Gotta see what's yeah. going on there. Just but don't yeah. go. In, just don't go in April or October to Colorado. It's a little chilly. Yeah, yeah. it's a little chilly. Um. Okay, same question to you, Matt. What uh, if you money wasn't an object and you had five ballparks that you haven't been to? Where are you gonna go? Yeah, it's City Field, Fenway, um, Colorado, the Rockies, um, Arizona, the Diamondbacks. I'd like to go to that stadium, um, and then Dodger Stadium. You know, I've been okay. outside Dodger Stadium actually in '74. I drove out there after I graduated high school, and. Yep. Uh, there, was, there wasn't a game. We were out there, and they, they were out of town. Um, well, I'd have done that back in 74, but and the stadium's still there. But I was there, so Chavez Ravine, <laughs> like the surroundings around, it's just beautiful, gorgeous. It is. So, Megan, if you ever get out, you got to let me know if you ever come out for a game because um, we'll meet you up there. My wife and I will go up there and meet you up there. But outside of, set, outside of behind home plate, basically, a lot of where you park because it's up on a hill, you basically have the entire skyline of LA. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. It's yeah. gorgeous. And it, it's funny too, because I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people that moved to California and it's the natural thing. Like they're not even sports fans, but it's the mm-hmm. natural thing to do to just be a Dodgers fan. You know, the hats are everywhere. It's like, you know, it's like the Yankees hats in New York. It's just, that's gross. They, those fans, they can go home. We're okay with right. them going home to wherever right, they right. came from. 
But it, but it's funny because I'll see them post on social media about, oh, I went to a Dodgers game and they're wearing the hat and they're just so nice. And I'm like, you are not a Dodgers fan. Like, no, that, oh, you're way too nice and you have no idea what's going on here. So it's, exactly. it's, yeah, I feel like it's the same way with Yankees fans. So exactly, exactly. All right. Thank final you. question, Matt, we're going to start with you and then, and then Megan, we're going to end with you. So final question, we're, we're now into 2023. The season's going to start in less than 90 days. What are you looking forward to most about the 2023 season? Obviously, Uncle Steve is, as Megan said, made it rain out there in New York. Um, yeah. You still don't know if you have a third baseman. Who knows about this Correa situation? But what are you looking forward to most about this season? for me this year you know when you spend that kind of money in the offseason totally that that's the expectation um and i do think correa will sign uh eventually me too uh, probably next week by the end yeah by the end of next week i think he'll he'll be a met um you know whether he budges or not on the on the salary thing i don't think it'll even matter like you said uncle stevie i think he he's, he wants to win so yeah it's uh he's got deep pockets it's that it's just them you know getting to the playoffs this year and then independent you know i think they're set up for that yeah um i think they have a a good nucleus like uh i think they have a good blend of homegrown talent and um free agent signings that will will blend in i think that was part of it um, I think it's a good clubhouse because I don't feel like you can win a pennant without a good clubhouse. So um, I think they're going to have a good clubhouse. They say they had one last year. Um, so it's going to be, yeah, I think everything year. will gel, you know, of course, you know, you you worry about injuries, but I think they have, they're going to have depth too. So, you know, right. Our pitching staff at this point, I mean, yeah, depth for sure. I'm just going to piggyback off of what he said. He mentioned blending. Something I'm really looking forward to this season is seeing how cohesive everything gets with like the new signings and what we already have. And I feel like it's going to mesh really well. And I feel like coming off of last season and like, couldn't I couldn't hold back the tears for days. Like, I was really upset one day and my dad's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I just can't get over it. Like, I can't <laughs> believe like that's how the season ended because we were really in that thing. We were like, and we, you know, there, oh, we had over a hundred wins and it's like, man, I was devastated. But I think coming off of last season, um, they won it. So I think that uncle Steve and what he's done and all of, you know, our new guys mixed with what we already have, it's going to make for something special. And I, I feel like, you know, I've, my friends asked me, they're like, so do you think they're going to take it all? And I'm like, how could they not? How could they not with the team we've built? So it's going to be a competitive season. It's going to be good. Um, it's a good time to be a Mets fan. It's a, a fantastic time. time to be a it Mets a fan. Time. As long so as you guys trade along. I haven't been Right. As long as you trade Alonzo, Say that you again. guys will, will Sorry, be you good. I said, as long as you trade Alonzo, you guys will be just fine. It's <laughs> not happening. It's just not going to happen. I will um, tell you. No, but... Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, um, I haven't been so excited for an opening day in many years. And it's like, as a Mets fan, you're always like, this is the year. It's this year. This is the year. But really, really this time, really, <laughs> this is the year, you guys. Like, this is it. It's it's the time to be a Mets fan. And I'm, I'm pumped. March 30th. Let's go. On my shared calendar at my office with my group, I always mark two dates. I always mark opening day and the opening day of the postseason when the Dodgers are in it. And I put on there, because usually I'll put my meetings and then where I'll be at so that people don't try to schedule me other places. And I'll put opening day anywhere I want to be. Call at your own risk. Right. And right. I don't care what's happening. It can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Um, may or may not answer. We'll see. Probably yeah. not going to be available. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So, so Matt, to your point, and and Megan, to your point, really, the National League East and the uh, National League West are divisions to watch. The Dodgers and Padres, the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves, a lot of fun baseball there. A lot of fun baseball there. And so I'm excited to see how that plays out. No, it's going to be a good season. Yeah, yeah. You guys may miss the World Series by a game after we beat you in the seventh game of the championship. What's that? Say that again. I said we'll beat you in the seventh game of the championship series, but it's okay. You guys will at least make it that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. That's we'll fine. see. I'll be happy to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Absolutely. <laughs> Uncle Stevie will be like, we were one game away from the World Series. We were one game away. Man. Um, so. It'll be a good year of baseball. I'm excited. Well, I appreciate you guys being on. You guys have been fantastic guests. I need to get you back on again. I've got some ideas of some stuff that we can talk about, especially, Matt, your history and the things that you've experienced or been around. My gosh, we could sit you. down for hours. I told you. I'm like, yeah. we've got it. I'm like, we've got to get this guy on because seriously, he is a wealth of knowledge. And the and I mean, the mix that in with the New York accent. It's just like I could <laughs> listen to him talk for hours. Seriously. There you I, go. I love he really he really has so many interesting stories and things to say about sports. So, yeah, he's a good guy to, to talk to. Between the New York accent and I'm sure your Texas y'all, you'll be fine. Right, Megan? <laughs> yeah, find my saying even though i'm in yes no really but it's, it's weird because even though i'm in texas i find myself saying you guys more often than i say y'all and it's like even my daughter has started to pick on my dad's new york accent i'm like oh my gosh yeah go. she watched him go. a lot during covid and those young impressionable years now she's like come on mom we got to go to the store i'm like where are you from brooklyn it's just crazy wait until she says water when she says water right? you know that it's over right she definitely says coffee so oh, i don't geez. know and how old is she when she's saying coffee i mean come on right <laughs> she's like mom have you had your coffee you're like um no, but I've had coffee. <laughs> yeah, haven't had enough. That's the there answer. You there you go. Well, I appreciate you guys being on tonight. Pop Fan Rivalry followers, Matt and Megan have been fantastic. Um, we'll make sure that we uh, tag Megan in this. We're going to have them on. I've got an actually special podcast that I think that will be a lot of fun for them that we're going to do in the very, very near future if we can arrange it. So. Um, but I want to thank you both for being on tonight. This has been phenomenal. So thank you for your time. 
seriously, thanks for having us. Yeah, Bill, thank you so much for having us. We're honored and anytime, seriously, we'd love to, we'd love to come back. Awesome. We'll have you on soon. Thanks so much, guys. Thank Bye. you.